0: Everybody and welcome to our neurodiverse world. Today with us, we have another amazing guest, of course. There he is. Hello, how are you?
1: Randy I'm very Wall, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I am pretty good. I'm a little sad because as I was as I was telling Dan before the show started, my poor kitty, who I just wrote a book about and released last week. Um, Neo has an ear infection in both ears, so very sad for him, but he'll be okay. He has medicine now. Um, Where are you joining us from? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Whereabouts are you, Randy? Oh, I'm in Ontario. Nice. So a few provinces over. I actually
1: grew up in Ottawa, so I know Ontario
0: pretty well. Oh, okay. I've been to Ottawa a couple of times. Actually, last year for my birthday, I mean, we didn't stay in Ottawa. We drove through it, but we went to um, Quebec on the other side of Ottawa.
1: Lovely. Whereabouts in Ontario are you?
0: I am very south. I am pretty close to Niagara Falls.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I've spent some time in Niagara Falls. My family used to live in uh, Kitchener and St. Catharines, so... Okay.
0: Oh, I grew up in St. Catharines
1: okay cool. that yeah, is where grandma... i'm originally
0: born and or raised from and i ain't never moving back there
1: <laughs> no fair enough fair enough i, I no. my grandma was from there is my aunt and uncle live there now so it's been a nice spot to go and visit st cotton's is lovely but yeah i don't know if i'd want to i mean it's lovely it's lovely let's do
0: that yeah i mean i'm only about 20 minutes from there so it's not like i went far uh, but just where I am here, it's a little bit quieter than there. So I'll stick yes. to here. Bye. Fair. Well, I'm glad oh, to hear excellent. that you're happy then. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about who it is that you are. And your cup looks really funky, actually. Hold your cup up so, again. This oh, is actually
1: yeah. my podcast. Oh! Um, pause right now, it's called Play Loose, Look Tight um play loose look tight damn what does the name mean it's so interesting and dynamic randy i'm so glad you asked that question um play loose look tight is a life mantra play loose i do always have to play loose enjoy life joie de vivre fun and Inten- like be fun be sporadic be in, like sporadic and enjoy life conversely you want to look tight be put together be on time be intentional with your dress with your demeanor with your business candor so it's a, it's a yin and the yang of my vibe and my life is Play Loose with Tight, and that's in my podcast. So that's pretty cool. Oh,
0: that's cool. And can people listen to it anywhere that podcasts play?
1: Yeah, it's uh, you can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast. It's a bit of a pause right now. It's the last episode's 07. Okay. So, it's okay. so far, it's, uh, I will look to get a backup running the next year or so. Nice. But right now, it's the, the first thing that I kind of dropped off the the list of things to do is I like go into as a speaker. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, but it's still there. People can go and still find it. Listen,
1: still there. You can tell me how wonderful. I mean, the editing's not very good, Randy. I'll be honest with you, but the content, I believe, is second to none, and not in the internet world. That's awesome. Uh, I just give you some finesse with regards to you know, the hard stops are a bit grating on the ear. If you know a good podcast, like oh, that's a bit of an abrupt change of of, of mic. It's just like yeah, there's, yeah. there's no fade. There's no there's no fade in fade out. It's just like a hard stop, and it's. But you know
0: uh, what? It means that it's it's more natural. You you didn't spend all the time making it uh, putting on the fluff. I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm not much of a faff person. I'm kind of more of a a substance person. I mean, the con- content itself is second to none.
0: Excellent. Uh, it's the, second the, to mine. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, second to yours, of course. But like it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a good podcast, and I really enjoyed doing it because. I consume a lot of podcasts and I think that I've got a pretty unique perspective with this. And to answer your question initially, Randy, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm a speaker. Um, I'm a traumatic brain injury survivor. So I'm, you know, well suited to speak on your neurodiverse podcast. I had a brain hemorrhage in 2014 Ooh. and a setback in 2015. I had to relearn how to walk, talk and smile again. Uh, all this happened in jolly old London, England. So I was abroad when this happened. In London. And um it's been a difficult, arduous climb back up to where I'm at today, but I wouldn't change it, Excuse me, that... wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Okay. How did, um, like, how did it happen? Did, was it, yeah. Yeah, it
1: so true. I was having these headaches in London that were getting pretty debilitating. Like, I was taking a ton of painkillers, thinking it would fix it. Nothing was going on. I went to A&E twice. A&E is accident emergency in the UK. Okay. They sent me home after the first visit, thinking it was vertigo. But I was mm-hmm. on the tube, picking up some friend, friend of Notting Hill in West London, and my vision blacked out. Like I couldn't see anything for, for two minutes, three minutes. Oh wow! And I knew something was wrong. So I went to Amy the second time. They ran the same tests. You know what? We think it's vertigo. But if the headaches are to continue, you could always get your eyes checked in an optometrist. So the next day, the headaches continued, pretty bad, pretty uh, ferocious. Like these headaches were insane. I've never had headaches that bad in my life. He went through the eye exam, he was midway through the exam when he stopped the exam and he excused himself from the room, which is not a casual move. Yeah, and he told me to directly. Well, he came back with a sealed envelope and he goes, You need to go directly to Moorfields Hospital, which I did. Well, not exactly. I stopped at home first to grab a book, a bike. <laughs> a home car, a I probably
0: would have did the same thing.
1: But, you know, I figured, like, the hospital is going to be waiting for a little while, so let's not get bogged down with nothing to do there. So I did that. And then things escalated real quick for me. I got told, you know, you're having an emergency brain surgery tomorrow. You should let this people close to you know. So wow. back and forth with folks in Canada, my, my boss in London, and, like, had uh, surgery on the operating table. My mom was flying into London in, in oper- when I was on the operating table. And uh, I had a brain hemorrhage, which, you know, there was a massive bleed in the brain. I think the cyst burst when they operated.
0: Yeah.
1: So I ended up, was in a coma f- for four weeks, but was in under consciousness for months after this. It was pretty dicey. It was pretty grimy. It was pretty, uh, it was looking yeah. pretty bleak there for a few days, for a few weeks, for a few months.
0: Yeah. But,
1: um, you know, here I am today,
0: which is kind of cool. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you went to the eye doctor because yeah, it sounds like if you wouldn't have then it would have been a lot worse
1: yeah the eye doctor mr patel i've got a great photo with him with me and him with my eye patch afterwards and he's uh (laughs) you know he saved my life like full stop and that's like no big ups to him like he he did a good like thank you mr patel i appreciate you man
0: yeah wow so note to everyone go and make sure that you get your regular checkups and things because you just never know um i always say that because of when they found my cancer it's you know, go for checkups. Um, Wow. Okay. So after that, and, and you said four weeks you were in a coma, was it?
1: Four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks.
0: Um, And then afterwards, it was pretty dicey after and things. So what was the setback that happened afterwards?
1: So let's back up a little bit here. So after I got out of, uh, it took me like three months to learn how to walk again, how to talk. It was about. A month. Uh, I slowly build my way back up to work, like back to rehab, vocational therapy.
0: Question. Sorry. What were you? What were you doing for work before it happened?
1: Yeah, I worked as an implementation specialist at Hootsuite, a social media management company. Oh, okay, okay. Do you know if you know your Hootsuite? I do know that. So I used to work for them as an implementation specialist, and I was a trainer. So like post sale, I'd train you up on your platform, help you get set up for success, and then pass you off to the account manager. Uh, I loved the job. It was great. Really fun because you kind of were a bit of a rock star in the in the, in the tech world. You kind of – I got mm-hmm. availability next week, not this week, and do all this stuff and do the training session. We were with some really cool clients. Great job. Really loved it. And, and Hutu was phenomenal for me when this all happened. They were so gracious and understanding and accepting of me and, and gave me the bandwidth I to get back to work, which I really respect and, and admire. So Hutsu, awesome. big Hootsy, thank you so much. But um, – what was your initial question there? Sorry, I forgot, Randy.
0: Um, well, we, we had backed up from my question. You were telling us about when you first got home.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, so I got out of the hospital after maybe six months and was doing rehab at home, like vocational therapy, physiotherapy. I couldn't I couldn't walk for the first few months in the hospital, right? So I just learned how to walk again. Yeah. So that took me a few months to get back to going. And my gait's a little bit weird. I've got double vision still, which means like I see two of you now, which is a bit dis- disorienting, disorienting for me. Yeah. For uh, so it was an adjustment and rehab buildup and eventually I made it back to work, right? About 10 months later, I made it back to work two half days a week, not doing much. I'm kind of reading emails, socializing in the office, going for lunch. And then I had a setback in 2015, which required emergency brain surgery. I was found unconscious in my flap by my mom. Ooh. Uh I've been having difficulty waking up and now we know that means there's an issue with the shunt that's in my head.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I really um, you know, was found unconscious, was rushed to the hospital and woke up to the beeping noise of the hurry monitor. What happened? What happened? I've been told, hey dad, you had a second emergency brain surgery.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And I was like well, what do you mean? Like, all my progress is washed away. Well, we brought the blockage down. Like, you're, you're safe now, but like, you had a second emergency brain surgery. And I was like, well, I've been working for a year to get back to work, man. And you tell me like I'm now back in the hospital after having surgery again? Like, that's not cool. That's not fair at all.
0: That must have been so upsetting.
1: Oh, that was so crushing. I called this the depths of the human experience in my presentation. Like,
0: yeah.
1: I, uh, I was so low and dark and bleak after this because it's not fair this happened to me and
0: twice. We're, we're,
1: yeah, twice and like once, like once is bad enough, but twice is like you'd me kidding me. And I was devastated by this move and this 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 knowledge, but it took me about a week to kind of sit down and just like wallow in that 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 suck. Mm-hmm. It, embrace it, and then I kind of realized, well, you know what? You're you're further ahead than the last time you can walk, you can talk. You don't have these limitations on the physical that you had in the previous setbacks. So you, like you're much further ahead. And also, you know how to rehab better than last time.
0: That's and a slowly, good
1: point. I slowly got to work and I slowly rehab and rebuilding myself. And you know, to say like, it, it was an incremental, slow, slow, slow rebuild, but I gradually made my way back up to recovery and, you know, making the acceptance of what I was at was the most important thing. So I always say this in my talks, like, acceptance is probably the hardest thing for me to tell you to do, but the most important thing you can take on board.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. It has been a very hot topic on my other podcast that I run is acceptance. And that was probably one of the best ways I've ever heard it worded.
1: Like acceptance. Cause it's not fair. This happened to me, right? Either time, either time it's not fair that happened to me, but you can make a choice to like, okay, well, I can decide it's not fair and that's not fair and that's not fair. And then, wallow on that for six months and then one day decide, okay, it's not fair, but guess what? Life carries on. Yeah. And unless you make that decision and life carries on, you're not going to take a step forward. So the second setback, um, you know, the first setback probably took about a month. Second setback probably took about a week. And then I made drew that line in the sand and then decided, you know what? This is my reality now. I've got to take steps to improve my life on what happened and what is. It's not fair that it happened, but guess what? It happened. Yeah. So you can't you can't judge what happened. You got to like accept it and move forwards. And that's who have gone through difficult stuff. That is the most important takeaway you can have. And yeah. a message I really tried to drill my talk is like, look, acceptance is, is key. It's not fair that it happened. But guess what? No one, no one, no one's coming to save you. You got to save yourself in this process
0: right? Exactly. It, it's already happened. You can't go back and make it unhappen as much as it'd be nice if we could. Oh my goodness. Well,
1: it's like wishing something didn't happen is not a way to actually resolve it and take a step forward. Exactly. Wishing something didn't happen is not anything but 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 wallowing in self-pity and it's not productive at all. Like I'm just preparing for a talk and moving tomorrow and I was reading a quote that I've got in the presentation that says, it's from Dale Carney is, self- or, um, feeling sorry for yourself is not only the worst habit you could have, or, the, or not only a, a waste of time, but the worst habit you could possibly have. It's the worst habit you could possibly have because it doesn't get you anywhere positive, anywhere forwards. It's always just, why me, woes well me, woes well me, but like, guess what? No one, like, no one's coming to get you. You got to get yourself out of this situation yourself, you know? And it's it's just tough to swallow that, for sure, and tough to say that because you don't know my struggle then it's like well sure i don't but like these are universal rules like this doesn't matter what you've been through what you experienced. like this is the way it is and i'm sorry to say but that's the way it is
0: yeah and that's that's an ongoing theme in in our diverse world in writer die show is that ultimately you have to do it right and it's not to say that you can't ask for help that is part of doing it yourself is asking for the help From the professionals that you know that you need, right? Asking for help, like when I'm depressed, asking for help from my psychiatrist. For you, you need to ask for help from physiotherapy and whomever else, right? The doctors. It's okay to ask for help, but ultimately you've got to do the work that they tell you to do.
1: Yeah, no one's coming to save you. Like it's it's, uh, and that's not to say I haven't had help. Like I've had a ton of help, like a ton of help, and I wouldn't be here without the help I had don't make this seem like I've done all this myself. Look at how great I am. Like I've had a ton of help, but when you're looking down that hallway, no one's there to like make you walk down that hallway. You have to walk down the hallway yourself. Yeah. And it's a bit scary at first because I'm sure you're unfamiliar with the territory, but like, you don't take those steps yourself. You can't ask, expect anyone else to like drag you down the hallway. You have to walk down the hallway yourself. Exactly. And that's tough to hear and tough for people to digest, but like, that is the most important takeaway you can have from this difficult setback. And I've had, you know, well, two, three of these, like I lost my job this past summer, Randy, which was a tough knock for sure. Aww. But my brother goes, you know what, Dan, knowing you, this is a minor setback. And I'm like, you know, this is a minor setback. Yeah. And I made the decision to be okay with that after, in an afternoon. So the first setback was a month. Second setback was a week. Third step back was an afternoon. Now, I made the decision to move forward that afternoon. I wasn't over it that afternoon, but I made the decision to move forwards. I'm going to be a speaker tomorrow, which means I need to get my computer today, which means I need to get, like, this material today. So I went down the store and picked all this stuff up. But, like, the shorter you can accept something, the faster you can take steps to move forward
0: and improve yourself. Awesome. Well, that I mean, it still sucks, but it sounds like that you found something that you really enjoy doing.
1: Yeah. It's um, an important, I call this like the why, why I'm speaking. Cause that's always, you know, important to know what the why is. Thanks Simon Sinek. But my why is this is a call. Like I feel called to share my knowledge and perspective because look, I had a lot of help to get through this, this difficult past in my life. And if you don't have that help, you're hoop, because I struggled so mightily so mightily to get through this. And like, if you don't have the help, you're hoop, you're finished. But like, if you don't have this mind like if i give you the mindset like the keys i give you the compass i give you the, the like the map and the compass look like this looks at mindset perspective and hacks that will help your team be better than yesterday tomorrow like these hacks will help you understand what goes on the compass is so key because it always points towards the true north and like mindset how you view something how you view everything Perspective, like I have this great slide I used to use in my presentation. I don't use it anymore, unfortunately, because I think I'll probably get Nick for copywriting. <laughs> yeah, this perspective of uh, this far side comment and it shows like world through a bird's point of view. Okay, and everyone's got bullseyes on their heads because that's how the birds see the world. And it was so yeah. beautiful because, like, that's that's their perspective. And like, my perspective is now someone who's had a brain injury, well, two brain emergency surgeries, and like, learned how to walk, talk, and smile again. Like, that's my perspective, my lens is that. I can't undo that, but that's how I see the world now going forwards. Okay.
0: So you, you've said this a couple times and I just have to point out how much I love it because you say walk, talk and smile again, because I have had, um, at least one other person on my show. I I, might've been two, but at least one other person that's had, um, emergency brain surgery. Um, and you know, he was saying I had to, learn to walk and talk again, but I love how you add in smile because it's not just a physical um, thing that we do when we smile. It's much more than a physical attribute. It's an emotional um, attribute that we're doing.
1: Yeah. It's good that you picked it up. It's like, i look in the mirror and like smile and my smile, I'm still not super confident with my smile now, to be honest. It's very, so it has a big like gritted teeth and like, oh, smile. smiling. Look at that. I can see I'm smiling properly. But it's like, it's a, it's a subtle thing that you kind of learn to do. And it's, I'd look in the mirror for hours and figure out how to smile properly. Cause like, well, this feels right, but it looks horrible. Smile bigger, smile, it's like, is this ridiculous. But it's, everything's stripped away from you. You don't know how to do anything. I remember being told how to dry myself from the shower by the nurse. Like put the sh- towel over your shoulders, dry your back and shoulders this way. Sit in the towel to dry your bottom. Like, it's just like, everything's just, just, just like you never knew it. I'd it again for the second time.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of things that we, as we get older, we take for granted. We just know how to do it. It just, it's so automatic as we get older.
1: Yeah. the smiles, like one that I, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know how to smile again. It's like, that's, that's, you don't think about smiling, but you just do it. But like, I had to think about how to smile, bring my cheeks up, feel the muscles and move, feel the emotion. Like it's very much an intentional process.
0: So I, I love that you include that when you're saying I had to learn to walk and talk because you could leave it at that statement. But I absolutely adore how you add in and smile because it just there's so much in that one word there, smile.
1: Also, like remember, like, you know, have fun, be light, enjoy stuff like play this with so tight in the podcast That's- Play is the first word by intentionality. Like my life is about play. If I can make something about play, I can enjoy it. I can improve it. I can it not work for me. It's like, it's fun. Yeah. And if you can make something about play, it's like, that's the battle's more than half done if you can be to play. If I can decide, you know, let's make a game about this and have fun about this. Hey, you're yeah. already off the races and play is the big part of that vibe. And like that smiles, a big part of the vibe too. Like I'm a lighthearted, playful, fun guy. And like that's, if I can make it about that in my recovery and rehab, hey man, you're doing well.
0: Yeah. So I absolutely love it. So what are you, um, I know I know, you're doing speaking and things, but what are you doing now? What What is your passion now?
1: Well, as you mentioned, I'm speaking, which is, uh, you know, I got a gig tomorrow in Delta. Showed a ministry of Delta, District of Managerial Society for Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing a gig for them and I'm speaking full time. I was accepted last week for a bureau in wow. uh, Canadian Bureau of Canada, which is pretty cool. A speaking bureau and that's you know my game plan is to like ramp this up hopefully sign up with two other bureaus this this autumn and um that's going to increase my rating and also increase my exposure i doing a lot of podcasts of late i've been on a few big podcasts including yours randy
0: you. uh, but also
1: uh resilience institute which is pretty cool uh sick boy and also um uh, mike check which is a pretty cool podcast and post concussion pod which is pretty cool as well um, so not to name drop podcast, but you know. Oh, for sure.
0: Podcasts. No, it's all about sharing the love. Name drop away.
1: Uh, but it's, uh, so I'm doing that now. I'm like just working four days a week. Like I worked four days a week when I was working at Hootsuite and I'm doing that now with my speaking vibe. So I'll take Wednesdays off, save okay. this, save tomorrow. I'm off to the gig tomorrow, which is not a Wednesday off, but I'll take Friday off instead. Yeah. Working four days a week because I got to respect the battery. The battery's my vibe after the brain injury, which is now at 75% which yeah. is the best way to describe a brain is like my battery just goes to 75% now. And once it hits 75%, like I'm less pleasant below 50, I'm a little bit of a prick and I got to recharge by either taking a nap or meditating to recharge my batteries. I can't yeah. push myself past the point of exhaustion because I've tried that.
0: Mm.
1: And it doesn't work out well for anybody, including myself. And like, yeah. it's just like, I got to respect the battery. And mm-hmm. just kind of adapt to my new realities, which is what it is, and like it's not say it's right or wrong, but like it is what it is, and that's acceptance, right, yeah, acceptance through and through, like you can't it's not fair that my battery is seventy five percent now, but that's what it is, so you can push past that, but you're still gonna fatigue at seventy five percent so like learn don't don't make the same mistake twice or at least three times. I'll make yeah. twice, many times, but seldom three times, you know,
0: yeah, I think that's a really hard lesson for a lot of us to learn. I know last year when my or well, my back was kind of going out. Um, it was really hard to learn that the I couldn't do 100% anymore. I could only do whatever. Um, and it is a hard lesson to learn. So, and I love the way that you describe it with the battery because I'm, I'm a very visual person. So I'm like actually imagining this battery above your head right now, like almost like a video game, you know, like they got the life on the video game and I'm picturing that kind of moving as you're talking. And it's, it's, yeah, a hard thing to learn, especially after a life change, because you're so used to one way and now you have to do things a different way or, you know, take a few things off your plate.
1: Yeah, and that's the except comes back to acceptance, right? Like it's yeah. not. I remember being able to do it this way, and I was fine doing it this way. But okay, that's cool. That's great. That you remember that, but like, guess what? That's not how it works now. Yeah. And you had to accept that because otherwise you'll you'll fail. Like I failed many times. Many times, and like it, it's it's you know it hasn't cost me dearly, but it's been a few times where I've been like, well, that wasn't very pleasant.
0: Yeah. And I really need to like avoid
1: that because. If I push the battery too hard, I'll fade out and I'll flame out and I'll do something that I regret. Yeah. And words have a lot of power. And you say something that you don't mean, it can get taken out of context and really hurt someone or be be not not as pleasant as you want to be. So mm-hmm. you got to accept it, and that's, you know, part and parcel of what I'm talking about today. Acceptance is key.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness, so much. Um. So. Before I ask the final kind of wrapping upness, what is something that, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What is something that you would tell people who are listening right now and having um, you know, a life change that they're struggling with?
1: There's a stoic theory that I use in my talks and I'll use it tomorrow for the Ministry of Delta or the City of Delta. It's from Epictetus and it goes, it's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that matters. It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that matters. Meaning it's not the thing. It's how you react and respond to the thing that matters. Acceptance ties into this, right? Like it's not what it is, but how you accept what it is or respond to what it is. That's the most important takeaway from the talk tomorrow. If you get nothing away from my talk, don't worry about the hacks, the perspective shifting, the jokes, scratch it all away. You get nothing else but that one through line and you embody that like you are in a good way. It's not what happens to you, but how you respond to it that matters.
0: Yes. So, yes. I, I, I knew it would come back to acceptance, but I like that you added in the, it's how you react to it. I used to tell my kids that all the time when you were little, especially my youngest one. Um, he would say, you know, when they were little, well, that person said, I said, okay, but how, do, what did you do? Well, he did. No, no, no. I didn't ask what this other person did. What did you do? Right? Yeah. Because you can't, I always used to say, you can't control somebody else. You can only control yourself.
1: I would say control the controllable. I got a whole bunch of these expressions that are like, yeah, light, trite, maybe a bit tiresome at times, but like, they actually help me navigate the world in a way that's thoughtful because control the controllables. When an issue comes up in my life, like, can I control this or impact this? Yes. No. If yes, then do some vote of no, then I punt it immediately. And, like, simplify your life. Like, don't don't worry about the faff here and there. Acceptance is key. Like, just, just narrow it down. Narrow it down. Narrow, like, strip away the crap and to get down to, like, what really matters. And then you really can do some of that that was left, right?
0: Yes. Um, so, now, where are people going to follow you and keep up with all of the interesting things that you're doing? Thank
1: you very much. Uh, you can follow me at QueenDan.com, M-A-C. Q-U-E-E-N Dan.com Most of also McQueen Dan across the socials Instagram and LinkedIn are probably most active uh, but everything you can find on my website there, you can also see my demo reel what I can do for your organization uh, I'm booking out gigs for the autumn so I'd love to communicate about that if I can and you can see the demo to see what I can do about gigs and, and, and uh, the nature of my talks because it all seems very serious here, right? Like we're talking about brain injuries we're going to walk, talk and smile again, but it's lighthearted. It's fun, dynamic. It's an interesting talking experience. I think you and your team will enjoy it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for joining us. Always fun to, to talk to people across the country, um, who I would not normally run into. So thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Absolute pleasure, Randy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.
0: And thank you everybody for tuning in, watching or listening. If you're on the podcast version Um, and be sure to subscribe, like the channel. If you have not share it out to people because we're talking about some pretty, yes, it's heavy, but it's fun, right? We have fun here. So be sure to share it out with everybody. Important topics that we want everyone to come back. Be sure to tune in tomorrow because we will have another episode of the write or die show. Um, And, As always, just make sure that you're having fun. Bye.